Welcome to the Outrageous and Vulnerable Podcast, where shift happens. This is a podcast about shaking things up in parenting, education, disability, and beyond. I'm your host, Cynthia Coupe, parent, longtime disability advocate, and speech language pathologist. I can't wait to meet you on the front lines, of course. Thank you for listening to the Outrageous and Vulnerable podcast. I'm your host, Cynthia Coupe, and today I have with me my friend Margot, who is the founder of Pair of Ducks Coaching, and she loves working with clients who are in the midst of transition and are looking for a change in their life. Margot supports clients in understanding what's truly important to them and how to live in alignment with that. Outside of her coaching business, she's worked in a variety of HR roles at Google for the past seven years and currently lives with her husband and two cats in Tokyo, Japan. Um, If you would like to look her up, you can find her on her website, which is www.pairofducksCoaching.com. And you can also find her on LinkedIn. So I uh, actually worked with Margot as a coach a couple of years ago, and I found her super helpful. She got me started in a big direction of like really, truly finding my why and what I wanted to be doing. And it's just been unfolding since then. But um, I wanted you guys to have the opportunity to meet her as well. So welcome, Margot. Thank you so much, Cynthia. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, absolutely. I'm glad, you know, thank goodness, I guess, for the pandemic, because getting you here from Tokyo is way easier now than it used to be. (laughs) Yes, yes. The magic of technology. It's awesome that (laughs) it's already Friday morning for me and Thursday for you. (laughs) (laughs) So um, as I was saying, you are a coach. And I was just wondering if you could kind of describe what kind of coach, coach you are. There just seems to be so many different kinds of coaches out there. Yes. Yeah. Coaching is definitely an exploding field. I guess the easiest way to describe my type of coaching is life coaching, um, which sounds a little bit vague, but I really believe that everything in someone's life is interconnected. So people come to me with a bunch of different topics, often they're work or career related, but you really can't coach someone just on their career and not talk about other things in their lives. So um, we end up covering things from, you know, relationships, work-life balance, stress management, all of that type of stuff. Um, so yeah, as a, as a short answer, I would say life coach, anything yeah. you want to bring to me. <laughs> Great. Awesome. Um, so with that, I think what I have been fascinated with for myself, and I think I've actually had this question or this conversation with a lot of people that I know um, during this pandemic time is finding your why. And, you know, it's big on the internet too. Like, here's what you have to do to find your why, or here's seven great things you can do to find your why. Or, right. Uh, <laughs> the quick and easy way to find your why. <laughs> yeah, right, right. So I'm wondering if you could talk a little bit about that. Like, you know, how do you help people do that? Do you help people do that? And, and also like, what is your story? Yeah, I mean, definitely, I think coaching is very related to finding your why. Um, And I will say my biggest tip here is that you're probably not going to find the answer in a quick article and and seven steps. It it definitely takes time. Um, I think one of the things that I really think is helpful about coaching is it brings a lot of intentionality and self-awareness to someone. Um, Mm. So we tend to get very 
you know, busy in our lives in the day to day, it's so easy to just kind of get sucked into these are the tasks I need to get done. These are, you know, the childcare responsibilities, the dinners I need to make. Um, and I feel like coaching really kind of pauses you and slows you down. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of what I focus on in my coaching is getting people to think through what are those bigger questions, you know, what is their life purpose? What are their values? Getting really clear on that as a first step, and then actually living in accordance with those, which sounds easier (laughs) than than it really is. Um, It's one thing to kind of align on, yes, these are the things that are most important to me. But to be honest, most of us, and I'll put myself in this category too, I'm certainly not perfect. It's so easy to lose sight of those things once we get busy and in the day to day. Um, mm-hmm. So a lot of what I do is is first helping people align and get clear on what is most important. And then secondly, actually supporting them in making decisions and life choices and even really small day-to-day decisions according mm-hmm. to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How about you? How did you discover your why? Oh, gosh. I think I'm still discovering it. I mean, I think that's that's the other thing is it's not like there's a, a destination necessarily where it's like, and now I've got my why and I'm set for the rest of my life. And like, here I am. Um, so that is one thing I want to put out there, too, is it's it's a journey and and the the purpose is the journey as well. So, you know, it, obviously, we're we're hoping not to just get to the end of our life. Like we actually want to enjoy the life as it's unfolding. Um, so I'll, I'll start by saying that and that mind's still unfolding. But I think for me, um, one is I've certainly had my own coaches and I have a coach now and that's been really helpful to me. Um, but two, I think just, you know, as my life has unfolded, really taking some time to reflect and think back and, and look for patterns. Um, I've lived in a number of different countries. I've kind of gone on various career paths and restarted at different times. And so when you just kind of look at it at at first glance, it seems like maybe there are a lot of unrelated things on there. But I think once I started really reflecting and thinking like, what are the patterns that I'm seeing? What are the things that I really enjoyed doing and connected to? Then I started to see some things emerge. Um, So for me, what what you know has really now brought me to to coaching and the work I'm doing now at Google as well is realizing that what I really like is the one-on-one connection and support for folks. Um, I'm I've realized I'm not a person that likes to kind of like go out and affect make impact to large numbers of people. Like what I really like is that one-to-one human connection, and I've seen that like throughout as a thread throughout my life, even though it showed up in various different ways, like going back to being, you know, a tutor in college to um, I worked in the state department in the past and I did consular interviews. So actually interviewing people to come to the U S and having that like personal connection. And now with my work at Google, I'm a manager and I really like that one-to-one interaction with my reports and helping them develop and that's what I love about coaching, too. It's like I can really see an impact on this particular person, not just kind of like a generic mass out in the world. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's one thing that's really fascinating about um, finding your why. I think, um, or finding one's why, not, you know, <laughs> is that, you know, that that thread, I feel like 
you know, it can either show up as very consistent, like, oh, I've always loved working with kids. I babysat and then I became, you know, a mom and then I became a teacher or, you know, whatever it is. Like, it's like this obvious thread, right? And then at other times, it's like somebody could be, you know, a photographer, an artist, and then an executive and, you know, maybe even a, yeah, a traveler or a philanthropist or something, but there's, there's always some kind of thread, even though from the outside, it looks very different what they're doing everywhere. Totally. Anyhow, I was just going to say for myself, I feel like you were talking about, like, you can sort of get back on track with your why. I think it's really easy to, um, for myself, it's been easy to get like off track, but I'm on track, you know, it's like, cause for me, my why I've known since I was young, what I wanted to do, but finding the right way of doing that, like really being able to pay attention to my intuition, I think has been for me, the hardest part um, of really getting there. It's like, oh, but I can't do that. You know, like I can't quit my job and homeschool my daughter, which is what literally I've wanted to do since uh, I had a daughter, you know, she's in fifth grade. And then the pandemic came. (laughs) It's like, oh, I can quit my daughter. Yeah, it it can happen. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. And then like, you know, other things start falling in place. So it's sort of interesting. It was like, you know, this real... um, like I was never brave enough to get creative on how I could make that happen. Yeah. Like I couldn't tell the difference between being selfish and wanting to just do it because that's what I wanted versus that being something bigger. I was just going to say, I think that really speaks to, you know, something that we talk about a lot in coaching, which is choice. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think a lot of folks often feel like, just like what you said, I can't make, I can't mm-hmm. do this or that right. when really they're actually choosing not to do it. And yes, there are going to be sacrifices mm-hmm. that you would need to make if you make this choice or that choice. So it's not right. to say that it's just easy and roses and, oh, you'll just go down, you know, right. skip down this path, but it is a choice that you can make. And, and it's really, that's why I think getting clear about your why and about your values and what's most important to you is really helpful because it allows you to actually weigh all of that. Um, I mean, as an example from my own life, like you mentioned at the beginning, I'm here in Tokyo. Um, that really was the result of me getting coaching and, and being a client um, because it, it was always something, I, I've been working at Google coming up on eight years now, and I had always wanted to move out of the US and go to one of their international offices, but it was always like, well, we can't do that because of, my husband's job, we can't do that because of finances, we can't do that because, you know, any, any number of reasons. Right, right. Um, And then once I started getting coached, and really thinking about my values, and what was most important to me, I realized that that actually being abroad was probably one of the most important things to me. And all of these other things were much less important. So why Mm -hmm. was I putting those above, um, above that? And you know, we've had to make a lot of sacrifices in moving here. I'm not saying it was easy at all. <laughs> and especially during this pandemic, as we were talking before we started recording, it's not been, it's not been easy, but um, it's, you know, is it, is it worth it? Um, and I think that's a, a question that a lot of folks don't necessarily always ask themselves. Right, right. Well, it's kind of, I was thinking while you're talking, um, first I was thinking about, <clears throat> you know, weeds, and it's always like sorting through the weeds, sort of, you know, finding your why over and again. 
But then I was like, it's kind of like the Marie Kondo approach to you know, <laughs> yes. life, right? Like having a coach and finding your why. It's not like, like at some point you got the stuff in your life because it was interesting and it made you happy, but it might not be like that later on. So just kind of constant going through, like what sparks joy? You know, what, what is my true intent in this, this moment right now? Right, you know? right. So is it this or is it that? Like, you know, yes, it was Tokyo for you and, and you got there and you're there. And then at some point you'll probably be like, okay, so that's great. Not sparking joy anymore, going somewhere else, you know? Right, <laughs> like, right, right, right. <laughs> I, lo- I love that Marie Kondo approach, <laughs> especially being here in Japan. That's definitely very popular here. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Everybody can kind of relate to that. Right? <laughs> we do have small apartments, so you really need yes. to <laughs> bring that <Yeah>. method. <laughs> right, right. It's, and our lives are short. So, I mean, we really need to do that in our life too, right? Like, Yeah. I mean, that's something that I I have reflected on so much since becoming a coach is you know, I mean, it it sounds so cliched, but like you only have one life. It's like th- this is it that you're living right now. And if you look back on it when you're 80 years old, is this what you want to have focused on? And oftentimes, if we ask ourselves that question, it's like, oh, probably not. <laughs> you know, because we're just we're just getting so into the pattern and and you know what what society and family and friends are telling us and and not really ever questioning it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so easy to do. I mean, sometimes I think we don't even know, again, you know, for me, when I was talking about intuition, it's like, what's the difference between societal patterning and me believing that versus, you know, that being my intuition, like, like it takes a while to really to pick that all um, apart. Yeah. 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 So I've tried easy ways. Like, what do I want to eat for dinner? You know, like literally <laughs> simple things where I'm like, I'm just going to go with that. You know, that's what felt right. Or some, you know, which way should I drive to work in the morning? Like, you know, which way should I go for a walk? Like, you know, simple, simple things, but that helped me sort of, um, call that, that, um, whatever the word is that I'm looking for, but just use that. It's like muscle. an inner navigational tool yeah. that I think we were sort of taught not to pay attention to. <laughs> right. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And you know, it's interesting too. I was thinking that I don't know if you see this or not, but I would imagine that a lot of times people switch to really wanting to follow their why or find their why if there's been a tragedy or they're sick or somebody's died or, you know, there's some bigger thing where they're like, oh my God, no way. I can't go doing this thing anymore. Um, do you see that? In your I, I definitely do. And I think especially, you know, with everything that's been going on with COVID and the pandemic, it's definitely shaken people a yeah. bit to, to realize that it's, it's not just to say life is short and it like it can end at any time. Like it, it really could happen. Um, Mm -hmm. For me personally as well, you know, in the midst of the pandemic or right when the pandemic was starting, um, we found out my father-in-law back in the U.S. was having a major health issue, which was totally unrelated to COVID. But because of COVID, we haven't been able to visit, you know, and I think that that also really just helped clarify things for me as well. Like, you know, what role do I want family to play? And um, and also just how do I want to live my own life? Because, 
you know, you, you selfishly start thinking like, well, this could happen to me as well. And I, I think we always think it, it could never be me. It could never happen to me, but it, it really could. And things can change on a dime. And um, I think when you put that lens on and really think through, oh, these things I've been saying that I'll do sometime in the future, maybe that future needs to be now because right. you, you never know when it will come. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think that for the people I know, definitely during this time, and it's not for everybody, but but um, a lot of people have really kind of re-evaluated, you know, either forced or by choice, what mm -hmm. they're doing and why they're doing it. And um, yeah, I, you know, all of the negative, sad, horrible stories that have happened during COVID aside, like, I feel like there's a lot of people out there too, who've been like, okay, so what now what? Like, here's what right. I really want. And here's how I'm going to go for it, even though everything fell apart or, you know, something, something different is, is opening. Yeah. Yeah. It almost forces that kind of reflection time. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, it, it, hopefully doesn't need to take a pandemic to get us there either. Right. I mean, personally, again, that's why, you know, I've been really attracted to coaching both, you know, getting coached myself and being a coach mm -hmm. is I feel like it kind of brings that, that pause and that reflection and that awareness and, and puts a structure in place for it too. Because again, it's, it's just so easy for us to get caught up in the day to day. I'm, I'm very guilty of that as well. And so yeah. for me having that, person that I'm checking in with, you know, I know we're going to be talking about some accountability and what I've been working mm -hmm. on. Like, it just really helps me to, to stay, stay the course a bit more rather than right. getting caught up. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So are there some like, you know, obviously, like you said, you're never going to find your why in some easy internet online thing, yeah. but, <laughs> I know listen to that, but are there certain like, I don't know, just certain questions or certain um, ruminations that you might suggest for somebody who's out there like, well, how do I even, you know, what would I even ask myself or what should I look for? Yeah. Yeah. I think there definitely are. And, and like you said, it's not going to be a quick fix, but these are things you're going to reflect on over time. Mm -hmm. um, one of my favorite questions, which I kind of alluded to earlier is like flash forward to you're 80 years old or you're 90 years old and you're looking back on your life, like what do you want the highlights to be? What what would you want to be writing about yourself at that point? And I think that can really help us to to just clarify a bit more and, and jolt us out of that day to day. Um, other types of questions I would ask myself, um, you know, when I look back on my peak experiences from my life, like when I was feeling really fulfilled. I was, you know, surrounded by love. I was doing something that I really enjoyed. What was going on in those experiences? What really mattered to me about those experiences? Those could, that can be a great type of question to help you understand what your values are. Um, typically, when we just ask ourselves, what are my values? It can either be hard or you might just list some things that you think you should have or um, you want to have, but actually thinking back about experiences and reflecting on those and then pulling out what are the values that come out of that can be a lot more natural and organic way of, of figuring that out. Um, I think another question kind of related to what we were talking about earlier is 
really taking some time to reflect back on your experiences in life in terms of work, but also hobbies, you know, unpaid activities, and starting to figure out what those patterns are. Um, it might not be clear exactly at the outset, as we were talking about before, but again, actually writing those out and taking the time to reflect on them and pulling out like, well, what are the connections between these things? I think that can be helpful as well. Um, and then one final one I would say is uh, really thinking about like, when when are you in a flow state? Like when does time just kind of pass you by? You know, everyone has those types of activities. Um, and that can really tell you a lot as well about what um, what is really driving you and where your motivation is. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, um, again, going back to the internet questions, like I've definitely looked them up, right? And I remember one of them being something like, what are you willing to do, you know, that doesn't feel like work? Like what work doesn't feel like work? Yeah. And what are you willing to do and like feel like a fool, but you don't really care, you know, which you know, again, like you think of children where they're just like, well, like learning how to walk. I mean, it's not like that's much of a choice, but uh, <laughs> you know, it's not finding your why, but you think about like this kid that's just like getting up time after again, like they look pretty ridiculous learning to walk, you know, and it's definitely work, but like, they don't mind it. They're like, my why is like, I'm walking, you know, <laughs> totally, <laughs> totally, totally, you know, yeah. Lost in that state. It's so, um, and similarly, looking back to your childhood can be really helpful as well. Like, I think right. a lot of times people, um, you know, when they're looking for those patterns, they start with like their first job as an adult, but really think back to when you were a kid and, you know, what was, what was really fun for you? And I mean, we think about when you were saying, what would you do even if you, you know, didn't get paid for it or something like that. As a kid, we we did that all the time. I mean, we probably yeah. played at, at work and played at business. Mm-hmm. I played teacher all the time. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I lined right. up my stuffed animals and I had a, mm-hmm. a whole like chalkboard and would write out <laughs> lesson plans and stuff yeah. for them. And I certainly wasn't getting paid to do that. So I mean, yeah. it tells you a lot about what what you really enjoy. And I think kind of pulling all of those threads together is is really helpful. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. And like, I think also, you know, just staying the course to at least, you know, for myself, like I've definitely, um, you know, I was one of the, I don't know, one of those people that had like a sentinel experience in childhood where I'm like, this, this is what I want to do. And it, you know, it took me a long time, like through high school, maybe even after high school until I found out the name of it, like, um, you know, speech language pathologist, like, okay, that's, that's what it is. And, um, yeah, probably as a five-year-old, you don't know that term yet. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And like that, it wasn't even quite what it was, but it was, you know, anyhow. So it took me a long time to, to figure that out, but you know, everything has been coalescing, like we were talking about beforehand too, you know? So it's like, oh, I, I know I have this bigger vision and dream for myself. And like, I don't know how to get there and I don't know what I'm doing in my life that's going to get me there. And now it feels like things are coming together. I'm like, oh my gosh, what I've been doing is exactly like, like it is what I've been thinking, you know, <laughs> like yeah, all of the yeah. work that I've done and all of the, you know, um, information that I've been using is what my work is. And now yeah. if I can share that with other people, like that's even better, you know, it's not like, oh, what do I, 
what am I an expert in? It's like, oh, it's exactly what I've been doing. So right, right. You know, <laughs> it it becomes so clear. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, and, and I think all of the wrong places that I went to, like, oh, here I am working for a, you know, school district again, because I love it, but yet I don't. Right. So, but all of that mattered too. So I, I don't think you can ever really like be completely wrong in your adventure of life, right? Like I think totally. It's yeah. all data and it's all mm-hmm. information to grow from. I, I think that's the other thing that I've seen with my clients too is not to make yourself wrong about your why or wrong because you feel like you don't have your why yet. Like I definitely had some clients who are are beating themselves up and really anxious because they're like, I must have my why and where is my why? And that's probably not a very conducive place from which to find your why for one. But two, I mean, it, it might it might not be clear yet. And that's totally fine. And and as you said, even taking a step that maybe you ultimately decide is is in a direction that's taking you away from your why that's really helpful information to have found out. So that's like, oh, okay, that direction, not correct. Let's let's re-navigate this way. Um, but I, I do think there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of like self-judgment that people get about this. It's like, I, I must have this. It must be very clear cut. It needs to not change. Um, and there's no rules about any of this. I mean, again, it's, it's your life and you should be doing what you want to be doing with it, not what you think you should be doing with it. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And it's like, um, again, you know, the Marie Kondo, what, what finds you joy. And then also like, there's this, um, different context, but something called an AB game where you're like, well, do you like a more or B more, you know, almost like when you're going to the eye doctor, right? Mm -hmm. Which is clear a or B a or B like that you can, even without having, you know, your quote unquote, why you can apply that to your life too. I think like what feels better, like, you know, maybe, you know, I'll take myself, like maybe working at the school system isn't the end all and be all, but maybe that feels better right now, as opposed to, you know, working in a hospital setting or not having a job or you know whatever that. And then, so you just go, you know, moment by moment, like, okay, this, this feels better now. Yeah. (laughs) This is going to get me closer to it. It's not, and again, there's no end state, so it's not like you're you're going to reach this nirvana. Um, it's just, are you closer or further away? Um, the other thing I wanted to mention that you brought up a minute ago is you were talking about um, how you were going to achieve your why. And I think that's the other thing that's really important to pick apart is it, oftentimes people don't even get to the why because they're so focused on the how and it's like well I can't even have this why because there's no way to do this and this is but they're they're separate things it's like first is getting clear on the why and and then figuring out how you might achieve that and again it it might not be a perfect state where you can get to exactly what you envisioned but having the vision and then again making choices about what you're willing to sacrifice and not it, it puts it much more in an intentional space rather than just getting kind of swept along by the current yeah. event. That's a good point. That's a really good point. Um yeah, I think I've definitely got caught up in the how <laughs> a lot. We you all know, do. How am I we all do. How yeah. am I- <laughs> 
yeah, exactly. And like, you know, I can even think um, my husband and I were uh, working with a business coach a while ago and, um, you know, we were describing to her and she's not in our profession. She's just, you know, a general business coach mm -hmm. um, describing to her, you know, what it is that we're doing with our clients and, um, you know, we're talking about like how we wanted to hire people or maybe we wanted to make a model, you know, so that like it could be replicated, like other people could do what we do. And um, I'm like, but I don't know, you know, I don't know what we do. And she's like, well, maybe the way you're doing it is what you do, you know, and I'm like, mm. you know, and I'm like, mm, no, <laughs> like, I don't think so. And, you know, fast forward a year or six months or something like, wait, <laughs> she was right. Like what we're doing is our model, right? Like we right. really work with people on um, what interests them and what they like. Like that's the model. It's yeah. not, you know, here's our prescribed little do this thing. It's like, what does the client like? What is right. the client interested in? And, and that's and your big that. breakthrough is that's realizing breakthrough. that. Yeah, right, right. And there it was, you know, in front of me forever. So yeah, it's, it's so interesting. Um, no, it's, it, yeah, it's, it's a really important concept. And, and again, I, you know, just because I'm a coach doesn't mean I don't go through all of these things too. I right. mean, yeah. one of the things I'm working with, um, with my own coach right now is sort of what next after Tokyo and, you know, like where, where are we headed in our lives, my husband and me, and I keep getting caught up in the how and like, you know, we're talking about the vision and it's like, but there's no place that uh -huh. like actually would fulfill all of these things. And she's like, no, no, no. It's, you know, first you need to know what you want right. and then you can make choices. And what she said to me, which I thought was really profound is that a lot of people avoid even looking at that and avoid making the choices because they don't want to confront the disappointment of realizing that they're not going to be able to have everything that they want. Um, and, and I realized that's very true for me as well. I mean, I, I think I was kind of trying to sweep some things under the rug of like, well, maybe, you know, at some point, maybe I'll just get to this perfect place. And since I don't know it now, I'll just kind of continue on <laughs> so that I don't have to make the choice. But, right. you know, it, it's it's an important concept and, and there is going to be disappointment. And I think yeah. being able to face that and sit with that is an important part of mm -hmm. finding your why as well. Yeah. And work, right? Like that's yeah. another part of it too is, is um, it doesn't just come. You're not like, oh, great. I found my why and now everything. Yeah. And now all the business is flowing yeah. to me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, my whatever, you know, I, I created the perfect partner and life is glorious all the time. You know, it's like, no, it's still work, but just work that you enjoy doing most of the time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, and work yeah. that's more aligned with something right. that is fulfilling and valuable to you. Yeah. It, it doesn't yeah. make it easy. Um, and that's something that I tell my clients all the time when I bring up the concept of values is mm -hmm. living by your values doesn't mean your life is peaches and cream, very easy. It, it can actually be quite difficult to, and, and you might need to make harder choices for yourself to live according to your values, but it will be much more satisfying and fulfilling to you. Yeah. I'm um, actually reading Untamed by Glennon Doyle. Have you read that book? No, I have not. Oh my gosh. It's kind of exactly what you just said. Um, she's uh, an author and fairly amazing woman. She's read uh, written some other books that I haven't actually read, but this one is basically about her 
life um, now and like how she got there. So I guess she, you know, used to be um, basically an alcoholic and she had an eating disorder and like, then she got pregnant and she got married and she had three kids and she like, you know, cleaned herself up, like, you know, didn't drink at all, uh, you know, became religious and, um, you know, it was just like one of those, like, you know, I don't know, I want to say perfect moms, right? I don't actually know because I haven't read the book that's like about that part of her life. But then she realized at some point that like she was unhappy and didn't want to be married. And then she um, ended up like falling in love with a woman and was like, whoa, how, like, like it, you know, it's one of those things where like she saw this woman at some, you know, literary get together and was like, that's like, that's my future, you know? And she's wow. like, what? Like, it wasn't like she, so it was just like this came upon her. And so she really did. She had to, you know, she was religious. So she had to go and be like, this is, this is really important to me. Like, this is my value. My value is that I'm happy and I have peace and, and God within myself. Like I don't right. have to view your doctrine anymore or, you know, whatever it was. So she really had to go against a lot. I mean, mm-hmm. a lot, you know, she had three children that, and, you know, she, she's done it very well. Like her ex-husband is very much a part of their life and her kids are happy. And, you know, she's married to this woman now. And like, it's just, you know, it sounds great. I'm sure it's, you know, not always easy, but it's like, yeah. she really. And it took a struggle on... to, to get there. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. It's a great, it's a great book. I definitely recommend it for, you know, um, I don't know. I mean, it seems to really play into women that are, you know, I don't know, there might be men out there that like this book, but it definitely seems to me to be more talks a lot about, you know, women and how society sort of keeps us from really focusing on um, our intuition and what's actually yeah. important yeah. Right, and how we can, up. but. Well, and um, I think that's a, a, an important topic you bring up around um, like what, what society thinks for us, what our families maybe have pressure mm-hmm. on us for our friends, even ourselves, like, we often, you know, as humans, we really think about our identity and, mm-hmm. you know, we, we place these identities on ourselves and it can mm-hmm. be really hard to break free from that. Like, well, I'm not a person who does right. X, so like, I'm yeah. not going to do that, you know? Um, so it's, it's, I think it's all of this, you know, I should, I should, I should. When, whenever a client of mine uses the word should, I always find <laughs> that out and saying, what, what is that? <laughs> like, what do you actually want? And like, what's behind this and what's underneath it? Um, but it's, yeah. that's hard. I mean, and again, I'm not, I'm not putting myself outside of this either. I mean, right. we, we all live in, in a society and in structures and, it can be tough to break out of those for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I have one other question that I want to ask you, which, you know, maybe you have an answer, maybe you don't, but I was just thinking, um, do you have any like interesting, surprising, outrageous stories along this line that you can think of either for yourself or for someone else or, you know, a parting? Yeah. Yeah. I I was thinking about this earlier and I, I think a couple of things, I mean, one, what what I think my clients find most surprising is the change that they see in themselves over a period of time. Um, mm-hmm. I think, you know, oftentimes when we're going through a process of transformation, since we're in it, and usually mm-hmm. it's incremental, it's sometimes mm-hmm. hard to, to actually see it. And then mm-hmm. reflecting back over a year or two years, 
that's when the surprise often comes in to be able of like, oh, well, when I think mm-hmm. about myself two years ago, like I would have never done X, Y, and Z, or I would have never been in this sort of perspective or mindset. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So that's, that I think is what's, what's most surprising. The second thing that I was going to say is what was most surprising to me is that you can have that incremental change and then you can also have some sort of breakthrough change. And for me personally, it was the move to Japan and it happened really fast. And, mm-hmm. and obviously I think a lot of that had been building over time, but when I worked with a coach and I was in, I was in coach training during this time mm-hmm. um, and we, we had a class uh, on fulfillment and values and life purpose. And um, I was taking the next class about a month and a half later and I came back to the next class and I said, I'm moving to Japan. Like I got a job, I'm going. And everyone's like, what? Um, and so I think for me, like that was kind of like the most outrageous or surprising thing is actually like, oh, you can have this moment of clarity and mm-hmm. and just mm-hmm. make a choice and make a change and right. make it happen. Um, yeah. But also at the same time, balancing and knowing that sometimes it's a longer process too, and not right. making ourselves wrong if we don't have that that aha yeah. moment. Right. Yeah. Well, similar to what we were talking about in the beginning too, before we were recording, um, how I was talking about how I've, I've said for a long time, or it feels like a long time, like I want to be on a TED stage, like I want to give a TED talk, um, and but never knowing really how to get there, you know, because right. it wasn't like, here's what I want my talk to be on. Like, I sort of felt like it was like, am I crazy or am I just full of myself? Like, I don't really think either of those are true, but like, why do I, why do I have this desire? I don't really know. And then like, you know, the bridge started to, to come in and it was like, oh my gosh, here's, here's my idea. Right. So now uh, like that felt like that happened overnight. Cause I've been saying it for so long right, and I haven't right. been you know, trying. I'm just like, but that's what I want, you know? And then I had this opportunity to work with um, a company to help me on an application. And, and I realized like, even in that process that my ideas just came together kind of like, like that. And it was like, oh my gosh, this is, you know, and so now I'm applying for the TEDx stage and um, you know, who knows how long that process will take. It could take six months, right. It could take longer, it could take a year, it could right, happen right. in a month, but just the idea that I've gotten there and like, it's just kind of exciting because it's like, wow, that pie in that sky, this thing that I was like, you know, you want. And then I'm sure it's the same if you're like, I want a million dollars. And then, event, you know, you're like, oh, my gosh, this is like within my reach. You know, I did something to to get there rather than just talking about dreams. Yeah. Actually like yeah. Making them happen is really exciting. Well, and I think what's wonderful about your story, too, is also that you have taken the time to recognize that you are at that place too. One one of the other yeah. things I see in my clients is they'll have a dream, they'll want something, they'll actually get it and achieve it. And they're just on to the next thing. And, right. you know, I, I always say, wait, 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 let's pause a second <laughs> and celebrate. Like this, right. this, this was really important to you. And this was a big thing. And I think that's also really important in life is, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes we can't sit with the disappointment, but sometimes we also can't really sit with the happiness when it comes because we're just so on to the next thing. So I think it's, it's really important to pause for all of those things and actually take some time to experience them. 
Yeah, that's true. I mean, I think that's also been one blessing with this pandemic, right? It's like really being able to celebrate the small things. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we have slowed down for sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a it's a blessing. It really is. Um, not an easily held one, but... <laughs> Yeah, sometimes hard to see, but it's it's there when you look for it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Do you have anything else that you'd like to share or? Um, no, I feel like this has been such an engaging conversation. Thank you so much for having me. This yeah. is my first podcast that I've ever been on. So it's very exciting for me yeah. as well. Um, but yeah, I would just say to anyone listening, if you're looking for a coach, if you're looking to someone support you as you're looking for your own why, um, I'm yeah. available at pairofduckscoaching.com. So thank yeah. you. And I highly recommend Margot. I mean, she was phenomenal. I had never worked with a coach before. It was just this thing where I was like, I think this is what I need. <laughs> and um, I hooked me up with Margot and, um, you know, I was like confused, very confused, even like what it was. I was like, I don't even know. And she's like, yes, it sounds like you need a life coach. <laughs> and it was so helpful. It really, really helped me um, figure some, you know, figure out some things and, and some directions and some, you know, a lot of those shoulds and a lot of those hows and like really look at them in a different way. It was just phenomenally helpful. So. Oh, I'm um, so glad to hear thank that. You. Thank you. Cynthia. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And, um, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks for having me. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the outrageous and vulnerable podcast with your host, Cynthia Coupe. Don't forget to comment, rate, subscribe, and share this with people you love, people you like, even people you don't like so much. And remember, do something outrageous and vulnerable, of course.